Quiet on the set. Action. everyone to the movie machine podcast a podcast produced by hot chocolate media where we take a random prompt from the internet and we turn it magically into a movie for you i am joined by three of the hollywood elite today we have our writer ben lifson who is liam neeson's throat moistener we have andy wilkins who is tommy wiseau's psychologist she's our director today and we have kyle decker our producer who is werner herzog's morphine guy Welcome. Thanks for joining us. You're very welcome. All right, let me bring up your prompts here. The theme of the story is dramatic horror. The main character is an optimistic sailor. The start of the story is alienation. The end of the story is treason. So, Act 1. We we open up beautiful shots of the sea, or if you don't like beautiful shots, whatever. But we got our sailor. His name's Hank. Hank the Sailor. And, you know, he has washed his hands away with a modern society. So he's decided to, he's going to live off the ocean, cage his own fish, make money that way. Because, as we kind of find out through flashbacks, he used to be a CIA agent, but then he found out there was too much going on. You know, there was just too much information, too many secrets, too many lies. He just couldn't handle it anymore. He lost faith in humanity. But, you know, he was optimistic, at least that, that, you know, if he left all the secret worlds he could find happiness so going on the sea trying to find a new purpose in life and he thought he could find it okay so act one kind of exploring that we will so just to show a little bit he's gonna have like maybe some photographs of old people or old friends he used to have that he'll talk to just to sort of show how he sort of isolated himself and maybe he's losing it a little bit but he just him on the sea act two what appears to be modern day pirates start attacking him He's not sure why, so, you know, we'll have some action scenes, him on the sea. Maybe he'll get uh, shipwrecked and um, have to sort of rescue himself until he finally doesn't work. He finally gets captured and brought aboard. Um, And it turns out that actually these aren't pirates at all, but they're from an enemy nation. We use whoever is, I don't know, popular politically right now to be scared of. And they are trying to get some of his secrets out. So, you know, they're going to blackmail him about that. So Act 3, he tries to escape once again and tries to contact the CIA to rescue him. And, you know, there will be a lot of action, a lot of dramatic moments, him on the sea trying to escape. Uh, He'll steal a lifeboat or something. But at the very end, it turns out that the CIA, who they thought he was rescuing him, actually is trying to kill him now because he's a loose end now. Uh, So he eventually then escapes the CIA, and then it ends with him actually then turning on the CIA and going back to the people who kidnapped him and spilling the secrets. And so now he's like a wanted super criminal and um, we kind of leave it sort of ambiguous. He's back on the sea and not sure what he's going to be doing, sort of making a call back to the beginning of the movie where he was unsure what to do. All right. Do you have a title for this film? Uh, Adrift. Adrift. Okay. So Andy, you have a pitch for Adrift come across your desk. It stars a sailor named Hank who is on the run from the CIA, battling against pirates and going on all kinds of kooky adventures. 
what happens next? Is this a movie we're going to make? Um, I think it's a movie we can potentially make. Yeah, I've, I've got big dreams for this one. Um, I'm thinking that this could be like the, the Hanks making vehicle for Colin Hanks. Because, you know, like, I really want to turn Tom Hanks, I really want to turn Colin Hanks into the new Tom Hanks as Tom Hanks was in, like, the 1990s. You know, I think, I think Colin Hanks has a lot of potential here. So, um, I, I think, and I think Hank is, like, the perfect, like, you know, nudge, nudge, wink, wink name for Colin Hanks, because his name is just Hanks. So, like, yeah, I, I really like that. You know, though, I, I kind of, I've kind of had enough of, like, spy thrillers, so I was wondering if instead of, like, the CIA as the Central Intelligence Agency, it could be the Culinary Institute of America you know, a different kind of CIA. And and Hank is actually this guy that tries to get, I think he should get away from, like, he's, he, I like the Desert Island thing, but instead of, like, running away from, like, the CIA because, you know, they're out to get him, I think he's taking, like, a CIA sabbatical and trying to actually discover, like, reclaimed island cooking. Like, I think he, he wants to just figure out how to fend for himself on the island. Um, I want to keep the pirates because I think this is a really good time for like a tongue-in-cheek guest star from uh, Tom Hanks, like his dad. I think he could reprise his Captain Captain Phillips role, but as like the the Captain Phillips, like the the big like you know like the you know the guy that 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 got rescued because he got taken by pirates. I think he's finally joined the pirates this time, and so we actually have Captain Phillips. And I really love your third act. I really love the third act, trying to get the CIA to rescue him. Because I really love the idea of somebody, like, trying to send home articles or letters to the Culinary Institute. Like, I, I feel like like sending recipes in bottles is the way that he gets in touch with the CIA. And when they come to get him, it turns out they're actually trying to kill him because they've tasted his recipes. And they're so delicious. Like, they're so delicious that, that those recipes can't be allowed to be cooked anywhere. I love it. I love it. And adrift. I think we could. I think we could do it. Adrift. Uh, a, a seasonal. A season. A seasoningly adventure. I like it. Okay. So Kyle, you've got a a draft and a pitch for adrift. A seasoningly adventure on your desk. You've got uh, Colin Hanks and Tom Hanks rumored to be attached. Nothing confirmed just yet. Uh, what do you think? What's going to happen with this one? Well, I, I, I love this as someone who explores Michelin star restaurants regularly after I've pocketed money from all my Hollywood clientele, Werner Herzog among of them. I call him Wernie. He, he's fond of that. I love the premise of changing it to the CIA and hidden recipes as a new twist. Celebrity chefs are all the rage these days, and I think we should really capitalize on that. I have a big problem with Colin Hanks playing a, a chef's recipe stealer though he's far too skinny to be someone who likes food so we need ourselves a portly actor one who when his presence is on camera there's no doubt that man enjoys a cheeseburger or a foie gras pate so we're gonna cast val kilmer he he's definitely he, he can pull off a blue collar sea captain that also enjoys his food because he's basically been method acting for the last decade on that and then uh we can keep Tom Hanks, but I don't want to attach to that dreadfully serious film, Captain Phillips. You know, that, that film was just, it made me sad. It made me wish I was a container ship and could avoid Somalia at all costs. 
But I think I think we could do, you know, if we want to be someone who's embedded with the pirates and kind of gone off the rocker, but has found secret recipes, you know, who'd be perfect from that? Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage and Val Kimmer. Nicholas Cage becoming one with the natives of. Uh, let's 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 see. Let's make them Canadian pirates, because honestly, in, in the next four years, all countries of the world are going to be our enemies and. Canada's our neighbor, so, so, and the CIA's in New York, so you know we can have them just sail right up the Atlantic coast to Newfoundland, and Newfoundland Nicholas Cage pirates can can assault them because they have secret poutine recipes of ages past that have yet to be unlocked and and whatnot. So maybe good salted cod as well. So I think Nicolas Cage, he'll work for almost any sum of money as long as we throw in a Lamborghini or a dinosaur fossil his way as a bonus. So I think we can keep his. Val Kilmer, uh, I called him up. Well, actually I, actually, I ran into them. I was on one of my runs for, for Warner. I ran into him at a, at a Krispy Kreme donut, and I talked to him, and, and he would do it for a very small fee and a lifetime membership club to the Sizzler. So we're going to, that, that really keeps costs down with our, our cast. Uh, we'll film a lot on location. We'll rent a fishing boat. So I think we can do this for about $45 million. Um, most of that going to production costs and very little it going to the actors. So there you go. I love the CIA twist, just like I like a twist in my martini. All right. So, Ben, you've got uh, information back from the studio. You've got Val Kilmer and Nicolas Cage attached to your project. It's pretty exciting. You've got 45 million bucks and a few little changes. What happens next? How are you going to revise this guy so we can get it on the big screen? I feel like some of the drama is lost um, with some of these other changes. But I feel like this is the direction that the committee wants to go in. Let's make it a bit more tongue-in-cheek, um, a bit funnier bit more goofy characters so why don't we just bring in make this a stealth sequel to Muppet Treasure Island so the pirates will be all Muppets I think that that could add some dramatic extra comedy could have Rizzo the rat as a sidekick of the Hank I mean if the producers don't go for that though so that's plan a plan b being and again producer you can choose which one you want we make Hank so I think him just having being a really good chef isn't enough. We need to up the stakes a little bit. So why don't we have it where, just to justify all this like international stuff. So what if he somehow found literally the greatest food ever and it's like they want to use it as a weapon because it's so good that once you eat it, you like literally don't want to live anymore because there's no more of it. So, so he's found the ultimate recipe and, you know, it's in his head. That's why the culinary arts want to kill him. We can bring that into it then later where he produces makes that recipe at the very end and where he gets captured maybe by the CIA and they say like you have to ma- remake that recipe and then we sort of have like uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark moment where he does it and like it ends up killing the CIA like their heads explode sort of thing and that's how he escapes from them um, I think that could be a dramatic way to end it uh, recipes in a bottle I like that idea I was on board for the Captain Phillips thing I know you said it was too dreary but I think that let's not base it on the movie Captain Phillips, but let's base it on the real life Captain Phillips. You know what I mean? We're because that movie took a lot of liberties in real life. He was kind of a jerk and what apparently was kind of an idiot. So we'll kind of do that where he's basically apparently in real life. He like everyone told him 
what to do to avoid getting attacked by pirates and he didn't do any of that. So let's just give him like really bad judgment. You know what I mean? Like basically uh, he Hank escapes because he forgets to put him in a cell or lock his jail cell or whatever. And um, yeah, I think some of those small changes could be good. So plan A or plan B, I'll let the directors or producers decide. All right, so Andy, you've got a second revision on your draft. You have some big names and some money attached. You've got um, some revisions specifically around Captain Phillips being a little bit more non-competent. Let's go with that. Incompetent is probably the right word. What do you think? What's going to happen next? You know, I don't really like the I don't really like the changes to to Captain Phillips. Um, you know, I was really just envisioning it as a vehicle to have Tom Hanks make a cameo appearance, but since Tom Hanks is out and Nicolas Cage is in, uh, I say we just embrace the Muppets when it comes to when it comes to you know the pirates, and instead of like I, I think we should just do the food causes elaborate hallucinations, which is why it's weaponizable. And so um, Val Kilmer eats the food on the island and completely hallucinates just a pirate ship full of Muppet Nicholas Cages. <laughs> They're all just various you know Nicholas Cage aspects in Muppet form because he's already like a living so Muppet you're, you're to begin about, with. Like Muppets dressed as Nicolas Cage characters. No, I'm talking about like literal like Nicolas Cage, like Muppet versions of Nicolas Cage. Just okay. like okay. like 50 little tiny Nicolas Cages all dressed up in pirate clothing in Muppet form. And he was just supposed to make Plan B look better. I love that fact. And then I think what will happen is like the Culinary Institute like hears Val Kilmer's, I'm sorry, Here's Hank's fever dream and decides that this is the perfect opportunity to open like a kitschy chain restaurant. Like they'll start in Vegas and, and move out from there. I think like like that is the treasonous thing. Like they real they don't they don't realize the true power of this food, and so they're ready to use it, which sets us up for a sequel, when Val Kilmer has to go and stop everyone from eating by eating everything himself. <laughs> Anything else you want to add? Oh, no, that's good. I'm down with that. Okay. So, Kyle, you've got some more revisions. You've got some more details on what they want to do with Nicolas Cage and Val Kilmer. What do you think? Is this going to work? Well, I was uh, very much against the Muppet idea until I saw the notes from the director to make all of the Muppets Nicolas Cage Muppets. But I will step it up and make them all from Nicolas Cage movies to do fan service. for. He has a rabid following on the internet, so if we have a Conair Nick Cage puppet, then a Wicker Man Muppet maybe with bees on his face and another one in a bear suit, that will just get the, the Nicolas Cage fans rabid. And when you get rabid Nicolas Cage fans, you have a hit. That's why he gets getting cast in movies, I think. Uh, I love the, the turn of having Val Kelmer eat everything. I think he, to do that though, he needs a foil, a counter agent that is from the CIA that is trying to get everyone to eat this horrific food that is terrible for you. And, and we're not even going to use an actor. We're going to use an actual celebrity chef. We're going to use Guy Fieri. <gasps> Yes. Sacrilegious. Yes. He's going to. Sacrilegious. He's going to. Guy Fieri is going to. The fabled ingredient in his donkey sauce is going to be the hallucinogenic compound. So Val Kilmer has to go to all the diners, drive ins, and dives and consume everything with donkey sauce on it. Uh, I'm smelling like a television spinoff here. Yes. And, and 
the Val, the best part is Val Kilmer doesn't even need a stunt double. He said he'd do all the eating himself, which is amazing. The man is a true professional, willing to take one for the team and with a side of sliders. He really is a pro. We will have a cardiologist on set to monitor Mr. Kilmer to make sure he doesn't die. and, and to How give much him does a pacemaker cost? I don't know, but we'll give him injections right into his heart of various things he needs to keep him alive during filming. I, I have a very good man. I have experience with injectables, if, if you know what I mean. We'll, we'll be right on. Lots of adrenaline, and, and here, here's a secret. When he's sleeping in his trailer at night, each night we'll just completely replace his blood with the blood of a PA. We'll do a full swap. He'll be in such a comatose, he'll be in a mashed potato and gravy comatose state every night. We'll completely switch out his blood and get all, all the bad cholesterol every night. And the PAs, they're like 18, 19. Their metabolism can handle it. We'll have to have a, a stable of PAs just to do this. A, a blood stable, if you will. But it, it, it's, it's, that's how Ozzy Osbourne stayed alive all these years. It's a secret in Hollywood. They don't tell you. But <laughs> the blood replacement, all the rage if you know how to do it. We've never done it with food, but I, I think it, it works on the same principle. And so, yes, we'll keep them up. It's Nicolas Cage, Guy Fieri, counter agent. Val Kilmer eats all of the donkey sauce. Okay. Well, I've taken all of your data and I've plugged it into the movie machine here. And uh, this movie is has some kind of weird reactions. There's, there's a few people who like it and enjoy it just for like the weird factor. Critics aren't super kind to it, but you know, you do make a good portion of your money back. However. There is a weird section of people who do like this movie, and that is like like waspy people because they have they have boats and they like food, they like cooking shows and stuff like that. And they think Guy Fieri is like the cartoon of the food world. Like they're used to watching like Martha Stewart and Rachel Ray and like the Barefoot Contessa and all the, like the like more classy you know cooks, and so they think it's kind of funny. But they're like, yeah, we we understand food, we understand boats, we like cooking. Mm, yes, this movie will do nicely. I'll <laughs> I'll buy ten of the Blu-ray and give it to all of my nephews. <laughs> so like the, the people, the waspy people do like this movie, and they'll you'll you'll eventually make your money back just through like various you know paraphernalia and Blu-ray sales after the fact. But no, nobody has like any. Opinions about the movie, other than just like, yeah, this is good. Like they don't, you don't have any critical acclaim. You don't have any anything more beyond that. Like it just kind of is a movie, and people quickly forget about it. A year down the line, if somebody says like, remember that Adrift movie? And he's like, nope, that's just the way it goes. So you don't really make a huge impact, but you make a small impact with a kind of kooky community. What do you guys think? What's what's coming next? I'll give you a little time for reflections or to make any last minute changes. So we'll start with Ben here. What happens? So I think with some Food Network ties, I think we could up it a little bit more. I think the CIA characters, um, I think, could be a bit more, you know, fun, or we could make them a bit more fun to watch since we have Nicolas Cage Muppets. So I guess that's kind of what we want at this point. Um, so I'm thinking we'll have uh, CIA be run by the really dramatic guy who hosted uh, Iron Chef. I don't know how much. William Shatner. We're uh, talking about Japanese. Yeah, Japanese. Oh. Yeah. Chairman Kaga. <laughs> yeah, uh, and so we'll sort of, and we'll have him sort of run the uh, CIA, sort of like the Yakuza, you know. And we'll have these like really, you know, dramatic moments where it's like, you know, it's like, 
he cannot continue with this recipe. <laughs> the, the secret, this, today's special ingredient is death. You know, something like that. Um, you know, and we'll, we'll have a scene where, you know, to someone... To be fair, he would go, today's secret ingredient is... Right. Like, he would do it dramatically. Right, of course. Yes. Uh, you know, maybe a scene where, like, they punish someone by, like, cutting off their fingers and then making them eat them in sushi or something. So, sort of tying that with uh, the eating sort of thing. So, I think... And I think him and Nicolas Cage will play off each other really well. I don't think we need to script those scenes. I think we can just let them do whatever they want and see what happens. So that's kind of my only big change. All right. So, Andy, you've got a few more changes. You've got uh, the addition of Chairman Kaga, Takeshi Kaga. I did a quick Google search, by the way. He is still alive. Uh, from the original Iron Chef to the cast. And you had some improv scenes with him and Nicolas Cage. What do you think? I think that that's going to make like the perfect director's cut edition of the film. In fact, I actually, it, it really does give me an idea because what I really want to do is use the, the moderate foodie success of this to get like a reality show on, I don't know, like TBS or TNT starring Val Kilmer and this celebrity chef, I don't remember his name, as they open a restaurant together in Atlantic City. Um, it's gonna be like a it's gonna be like a TGI Fridays, but more pirate themed, more flair themed, and with more Muppets. Like I'm envisioning Muppet waiters delivering food. It, it'll be excellent, and so I, I think that I think that I can I can sell the shit out of this, and uh, use those funds to actually fund my pet sub project that I'm going to rope Nicholas Cage into because he already agreed to do this movie. What the fuck is he going to do next? He'll agree to do the next movie. And it's going to be a straight up Nicolas Cage horror movie. It's him one and a half hours long, just staring at the screen. Nothing else. Just an hour and a half of Nicolas Cage staring at you. I think I can sell, I think that I can probably find a buyer for that in like one of the independent film markets and uh, really make bank on it. It'd be very it. cheap to film, certainly. Oh yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. I think, I think it would be excellent. And then uh, maybe like ha maybe eventually recruit uh, Val Kilmer to uh, be my best friend because I want Val Kilmer to be my best friend. That has nothing to do with the movie. I just want Val Kilmer to be my best friend. All right. Anything else you want to add? Oh, no, no. Val Kilmer, best friend. Okay. So, Kyle, you've got a few more changes here from the rest of the group. Uh, you've got some more details about what happened. What do you think? I think going with the chairman is, was a brilliant idea. I think we should have an entire flashback scene where Nicolas Cage is the greatest iron chef of them all and just show him. And then he goes crazy and goes off to Pirate Chef Island where he learns the secrets of whatever the hallucinate. That's the perfect agreement. title for my show, Pirate Chef Island. I yes. love it. You know, well, I, I just want I want two percent for that. Okay. All right. I don't care what else you do with the restaurant. I think hosted by Ryan Seacrest. I don't think Val will live beyond two years after this filming and and honestly, that venture of the restaurant, I think he'll just eat you out of profit. I watch him very carefully. I'd maybe put a muzzle or a, a cage around his mouth. I know using Nicolas Cage is a bit of turn of phrase, but I mean a physical cage with a padlock on Val Kimmer's face, or he will eat you out of house and home. Be careful. He once came over to Werner's, and we were all out of vanilla crisps. And I don't know if you know Werner, but he loves his vanilla crisps, and he was quite distraught. And it's just going to make him make another documentary about volcanoes or some such if he runs out of Vanilla Crisp. Very bad idea. Werner burnt one of his pinkies filming that movie. 
Or, you know, he'll just have another movie where a hippie gets eaten by a grizzly bear, for all we know. You know, because he'll just, he hates eating so much, he's just going to have someone eat a hippie. Anyway, uh, I'm okay with all the changes. Good luck on your venture in the restaurant business. It's really, you know, quite mercantile out there. You should be careful. Uh, meanwhile, I've I've taken my, my meager earnings from this film and reinvested it in my unlicensed pharmaceutical project, if you will, and I've turned it into a holistic medicine service that I've run with Guy Fieri, where we've made uh, holistic eyewashes made out of donkey sauce that promise to bring people to a new height of hallucinatory bliss, and it's really just the capsaicin burning their eyeballs, but, you know, marketing holistic medicine, you can get anything over anyone these days, so Guy Fieri and I are just hanging out these days, putting donkey sauce in eyedroppers and having a good old time. All right, folks, well, there you have it. Nothing's really changed from last time you did this. It's still about the same, uh, although I will say adding Takeshi Kaga in was amazing. So... Thanks so much for joining us. This has been Adrift. And as always, we will leave you with a quote of wisdom from our divine font of wisdom, Guy Fieri. The exact quote he said when he walked onto set. You've got balls inviting me here. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>